Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Today is uh, Wednesday, the 28th of uh, July, 2021. We did have news today, as uh, Jacob confirmed this morning. Jacob Myers, our fine crew beat writer. The Columbus Stadium, the LDC, as it's known in the budding vernacular, I guess. I've seen seen the dot, which, of course, we have like our own dot internally with our management system. But LDC, fine. I assume people are saying that. Go ahead, Mike. It's a lower dot com field, and it will host a World Cup qualifier, at least one, the United States versus Costa Rica. That's on October 13th, Jacob. The bigger news, or at least an ancillary piece of news that is probably bigger, is uh, the Mexico game has been awarded to Cincinnati. So that'll kick off the uh, first half of World Cup qualifying in the fall. That's USA, Mexico. At the West End Stadium. What do they call that, Jacob? TQL. Yeah. Yeah, that's like LDC yeah. TQL. And what's Q2. The, what's the... Queso 2, as you like Queso. to say. Houston Stadium's <laughs> name. There's another... BBVA. There's a TDL or something down there, too. Anyway, we're, we're making... Happened to all the old school names, like the well, Jake. You can't make any money off that. So Cincinnati hosting U.S.-Mexico November 12th. Then Columbus hosting U.S. Costa Rica on the 13th. At El Salvador on September 2, USA-Canada at Nashville September 5, at Honduras September 8, October 7th versus Jamaica, at the Q2 in Austin, Texas, October 10th at Panama, October 13th versus Costa Rica in Columbus, November 11th uh, versus Mexico in Cincinnati. So uh, I know I said that, that kicked it off, but that isn't it. So That'll end, those two games end the first half of qualifying later this year, October 13th in Columbus against Costa Rica, November 11th uh, in Cincinnati against Mexico. And then on the back end, there are games to be announced. So uh, on the back end of qualifying, four, five, six, another seven games. The home dates are January 27th versus El Salvador, February 2nd versus Honduras, and March 27th against Panama. Those are all... U.S. home games to be announced. Jacob, in your reporting this morning, what did you discover? Yeah, just that they're, you know, having the game here. I, I've yet to, and one, it's formally announced. Uh, I've been trying to approach the club to just kind of understand how this whole process works. I don't know if you know it, Mike, if just the Federation approaches different clubs and said, hey, we're interested in you hosting this game, or there's some, I would think there's some type of bidding process, and then you kind of talk about how much a club keeps versus the federation what do you know how that kind of shakes out yeah since the uh since mls in the form of don garber is in charge of some which is the marketing arm of uh, the united states soccer federation basically don garber does whatever he wants it's kind of like qatar being in the uh, Concacaf gold cup <laughs> kyle robertson has some comments here we're, kyle robertson joins us today we're back in the studio with our producer patrick flaherty the podfather at the Podfather too, 
it's good to be here, although Patrick yeah. broke the air conditioning at, at some point. So hey, at least it little, works. It's a little steamy in here. Thanks for in. Kyle, any yeah. thoughts? I mean, I you know, I think once USA lost to Mexico here in Columbus in the last cycle, I, I think majority of us knew that it wasn't going to ever come back. You know, if they won and kept it, you know, the dose of zero, I think you kind of had to keep it going. But the other thing is his business. The Cincinnati Stadium's a lot bigger, right? By how much? By four or five thousand? Six thousand. Six thousand. Yeah. You know, it's more money. Yeah. That's what I was wondering, yeah. and and hopefully I get answers to this. And I believe Cincinnati is writing essentially why they were awarded over Columbus. So I'm curious to read that when that's out. But maybe it is as simple as twenty six thousand is greater than twenty thousand, or maybe it's something to do with, like you said, Mexico won oh, last uh, time here. Uh, that's all to yeah. say this was a really important game given. U.S. missing out on the last World Cup, new stadium here, the team being safe. It just feels like, although I do believe probably at some point there'll be U.S.-Mexico games in Columbus again, this one would have taken on a whole life of its own. Oh, indeed. I wouldn't dissuade anyone from uh, thinking conspiratorially about Don Garber just screwing Columbus and giving it to Cincinnati. That's never slowed down crew fans. That that makes (laughs) sense to me. You know, it sort of fits as well. Um, But, I mean, there's also, I mean, there, I mean, Back in the day when they first got, you know, the game, you know, here in Columbus, there wasn't that many state-of-the-art stadiums. Now, you know what, there's three or four that are... Well, there's more than You know, yeah, but I mean... There was one that, and there's a whole bunch of soccer stadiums. But I mean, what, Minnesota's, you know, Minnesota... And they were in the running for this game. Yeah. Well, the the original idea, and it worked well... But you want to keep it north. Well, the original idea was the Mexican fans pack every other football stadium uh, on the coasts or in the south. So if you're going to play in Texas or California or Florida or New York, those are pro-Mexican crowds. Yeah, those are away games. Yeah, the idea was to control the tickets and give the U.S. a home field advantage, which which is what happened. Now the U.S. Probably has home field advantage yeah. on any number of ML and any number of MLS stadiums across the league. So yeah, there's there's that to it too. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to where secrets go to die: the disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. That dovetails nicely with, uh, with, with the Gold Cup here, Kyle, because we may be looking at uh, another collision of, of the U.S. And, and Mexico in the finals of the Gold Cup. Um, we'll see what happens over the next couple of days. Thursday, uh, tomorrow the 29th at, uh, at the Q2 Stadium in Austin, um, uh, Giassi Zardes in the U.S. team plays Qatar in one semifinal at 7.30. And then uh, in the other uh, semifinal, it's uh, Canada and Liam Frazier against uh, Mexico. That's also tomorrow night. That's in Houston at whatever they call their stadium. That's at 9. So 7.30 for U.S. Qatar, 9 o'clock for Mexico against Canada. Those games are on FS1, Univision, and JUDN. I, I tried to look up where they'd be aired in Qatar, but I couldn't <laughs> find the network. Um, we, we understand why Qatar is yeah. in playing in the CONCACAF Gold Cup. Um, uh, How they, much money do you think they wrote to the United well, States? <laughs> well, well there's, that's part of it. Uh, we won't ever know how much money because of the bribery that goes on, especially in, in CONCACAF. And, and, uh, isn't there stories about how they've like 
have they like grown their 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 pool of players, or yes. they they've brought in families yeah. from Africa yeah. like ten years oh, ago? Yeah. Once they got the the bid, uh, and no, look, I mean like millions of dollars to bring in families. Should ask crew scouting director Neil McGinnis. He worked with uh, yeah. um, over in Qatar. Yeah. Well, wow. it, it's it worked. Yeah. Because I mean, in the last uh, uh, Asian Cup, uh, they beat Japan in the final uh, rather convincingly, and Japan shouldn't be losing to. To Qatar, although you have to wonder about the referees. Is it Qatar or Qatar? You, uh, you can. Uh, I'm, I'm Interchangeable. Say, I'm going to say Qatar this time. Um, they they're riding a, uh, an unbeaten yeah. streak that dates to 2017. Um, and again, they are the uh, defending champions of what's the name of that tournament? The Asian Cup. Um, they're hosting obviously the World Cup next year. They were looking for games. They were invited by Concacaf, In- uh, which had their hands open. Are their arms open or both? Money back, um, please. And and here they are in the semifinals uh, against the United States. Uh, yeah. Jacob, this is not a, a pushover side, especially given that uh, 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 Greg Berhalter's team uh, has looked really good at times and, yeah. and kind of average at times. Um, uh, and he's he doesn't have his A team uh, with him at present. A lot of MLS guys down there. Um, uh, did you see any of the Jamaican game? And if so, what was your take? I kind of got kind of the back half of that Jamaica game and and what I read and even the probably 20, 30 minutes I watched was a very, I guess, just kind of ground and pound. Yeah, Yeah, very dull. Uh, But they found a way to win as as they should have. They were the superior squad. Look, they they have to play better, especially if they want to beat Mexico. That's not a full top Mexican squad either, but... It's I, a lot better than the United States. They, they've been it absolutely well. is. They, yeah. and they've been playing absolutely well. is. And, and I just struggled to kind of get a read on the gold cup, especially yeah. coming off of the nation's league in that awesome yeah. final against Mexico. It's like how much right. should us men's and national team fans really care about this tournament, but you're still have a chance to hoist a trophy at the right. end. So yes, I believe they, they definitely have to play better uh, moving forward here, even against Canada. They did not look good against Canada either. I thought Canada yeah. looked good. They had the better of that match. Yeah. I, I, and I'm not denigrating the United States in that Canada. Canada Canada's got so a much squad. Like yeah. Canada was pretty good. I mean, um, Tejan Buchanan. Yeah, but uh, crew, crew yeah. fans know what Lorea can do uh, um, and so forth. Uh, Canada was hyped to play that game too. That was a, that was another factor. Go ahead, Kyle. No, I was just going to say Zardes, man, when he came in um, in the second half yeah. uh, for United States, I think things really started to change, and he almost got the header kind of on that uh, on, on, on the only goal. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a, I think it's a big opportunity for a lot of the guys that are, you know, second team, first team, kind of you're going to need a, um, you know, a larger pool of players here because uh, I think – the United States have three games in six days in, in the co- World Cup. Yeah, in the, in the, yeah, yeah. In the, in the and, and there was a reporting that it's, it's expected that Burhalter and I'm assuming a lot of these clubs, as Mike detailed the schedule there, it's those first two windows. Yeah. You had three games with guys traveling from Europe to right. go to Honduras or wherever in God's name it is. El They're, Salvador. El and Salvador. They, I mean, they're going to have to have a bigger squad and call yeah. guys in here. So yes, yeah, so it'll be a bigger yeah. squad than normal. I, I mean, I think so far, I, I, you know, I think Turner's done really well in, in goal. You know, he, I think he's going to be one of your, you know, one of your backups. Um, you know, obviously Stefan is your, is your go-to guy. And I think the defense has been playing really good. I mean, the one guy I like is uh, James Sands um, and, and, and Miles Robinson's been doing pretty good too. But I mean, other than that, I mean, the, him is scoring a lot of goals. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's well, going to be, well, you know, I, I think they can get by, but it, I, it, the Mexican game could be 
could be interesting. I, I think they might be a little in over their head. A blood battle. Yeah. <laughs> Semifinals Thursday night, tomorrow night, and then the uh, the final is yes. uh, Sunday. Uh, at eight thirty, and that's, Hunter is that's in Vegas. They are putting up some goals. They, yeah, they are. They have the goal, the lead assist guy, and the lead goal. Uh, yeah, the lead goal guy yeah. is Almuez Ali with four goals, and they've outscored yep. their opponents twelve to yeah. four in the tournament. They're uh, so hopefully probably, it's a nice. So you their know. their uh, their immigration poli- immigration policies, I should say, have been have been working well. Yes, uh, <laughs> well, interesting. Um, uh, and as the Gold Cup has, war- has, has gone along here, uh, Jacob, a lot of returns uh, um, as teams are eliminated, uh, returns to, to the crew lineup to, to some good effect at this point. They're, they're t- still in a spot where they've, they're, they're handling a lot of games uh, on short rest. Um, uh, they, are, they are, however, um, on a semi-roll, uh, despite the fact that they've been anemic offensively, um, but a very good win. Uh, at Atlanta Saturday, one to nothing. Um, they hung on, but a road win's a road win for a team that hasn't played terrifically well on the road. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, especially considering they're at the back end of that three and eight. Uh, Atlanta was too, so I don't love to use that kind of as a reason. But when that happens, and then you change your formation, look at. I, I think they really executed the game plan exactly how they wanted to set it up. They had a few great chances in the first half. Hurtado Hurtado, has to finish that. Uh, Marlon Harrison, great look as well. I don't expect him to finish that every time, but they should have been up 1-0. He's been playing really well the last He's been awesome. Uh, Quietly, probably their best offseason signing so far. Aloy Room has been playing like the top goalkeeper in MLS Oh, he was terrific. Again, yeah. Uh, I mean, his one save against Nashville kept him in the game. New York City, he basically won that game for them. He's not the sole reason, but one of the top reasons they've won seven uh, of the last nine available points. And yeah, Jonathan Mensah gets the header there. I thought Molino could have finished it well. That was just very well executed. And then the defense looked extremely confident defending in their own box. Just a well-executed game. Kyle, some props to to Coach Caleb Porter yeah. here. Um, came out with a new look, and he seems to have. Um, oh, it's an old. It's a well. Yeah, four four two is kind of. A, well, I know, he, <laughs> but yeah, for, for them, yeah, yes, I, yes, yeah. Why, why are you busting me here? I just, just listen for a second, okay? Um, but he went to from his normal four two three one into a four four two. You know that got uh, Bradley Wright, Phillips, and Hurtado up top. Um, it pushed Nagby and Hairston back, and it it uh, gave the guys on an outside yeah. on the outside room the counter, um, and it and he did that for the first half, and as as Jacob uh, indicated, it worked it worked very well, and then came back with his standard formation in the second half, and, and they hung on. Um, uh, again, uh, uh, we used to uh, oh gently chide Greg Berhalter for for his. Uh, for his lack of flexibility at times when it came to formations and, and, and how, and how he substituted, um, Completely we're, changed, we're yeah. seeing a lot of flexibility from Caleb Porter, Porter. Are we not? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it also has to do with what Jacob said earlier is like they needed it, you know, they needed a change. Uh, like if you're going to be down you know, the, the last few games, they haven't been scoring their, their guys aren't, they're going to be there. So, you know, I don't think Bradley Wright Phillips and her uh, Hurtado um, and Barry are capable of being the lone, you know, the lone like, guy up front. I like Barry, by the no, way. No, I do, but I don't think that the way no, that someone the we never playing. talk about. I, no, I really yeah. like Barry. I, yeah. was like, I was like, I was like, all right, Barry's right. in now. 
But even on that goal chance, I mean, Bradley Wright Phillips dropped down, made a nice, nice play. You know, he, he made two yeah, really nice yeah. plays to to get the but, counter out. Right, but I don't think that any of the three of them are capable of just being the lone guy up front at the moment. Bradley, the way the way that the, the, the way that I think the the quality of the players are on the outside and kind of behind. It has it has more to do with Lucas not starting the game. And I wrote it right. takeaways for people who hadn't noticed. But Caleb Porter said excellent this, and he's point. he's exactly right. Point. He doesn't like Lucas out wide, especially when you have a guy like. Alex Matan or even Pedro at left back who plays wide can come into the middle. It doesn't make sense to have two, three players at the same time come on the field. But you saw when Lucas went in there, they went back to the 4-2-3-1. And I thought Alex Matan and Kevin Molino starting in that first half had their best games yet, especially defensively. So, yeah, I, I, I... do think you see the flexibility there when Lucas isn't starting and it was smart not to start him because right. there's no sense in risking any bit of injury with him right now, not even halfway into the season. They made right. the adjustment they had to, and it worked out well. But I mean, I think the the four four two, they, they looked more comfortable defending. They, I thought they stayed a little bit more together and just the compact looked of it. And, and if you, if you would have gotten that early goal, you know, things would have been a lot different, um, you know, kind totally. of, yeah, you know, and, and I think that's what they were going for. Like you said, the, I think, Absolutely. That, was, I think that was the hope is that was you know, the exact chance yeah. you would draw up before the game. Right. You just got to put it away as simple as that. And to your point, Mike Miguel Berry, he gets in there, has a chance like Hurtado does, but he creates his own chance there, takes a guy one-on-one and almost wins the yeah. game. Uh, I, I think he's looked very good when he's been in. He's a, he's an SUV, that guy. I won't call him a truck, but, uh, um, but he the, needs games, though. The game, I mean, the game prior, they played really well in a, in a draw with Nashville. Um, again, Nashville can draw just about anyone, including Brazil at this point, it seems. Um, uh, but uh, uh, it, it was a, you know, that was a wonderful weekday game. It in, was in the LDC or whatever Kyle's calling it. I, uh, I like it, LDC. Um, it, uh, it was a great game to watch, and. Um, for all the chances they had, there was one of them where you go, oh, Molino, that's why you're paid. That, one, <laughs> yeah. that one's got to go in there, you know. But they played a terrific game. They just didn't finish, which is kind of the story of their season, Jacob. It was exactly what it looked like last year against Nashville in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Especially, I thought Nashville was better for most of that game in the playoffs. But this game, certainly the crew was way better yeah. coming down the stretch. You, you really felt like they were going to score and win the game at the yeah. end. That's a very good team in Nashville who I expect to if not get a home playoff game, uh, even maybe contend for a top three spot in the East. They're, they look very, very good right now, and they just added a guy from Monterey, so who, when he gets fully rolling, who knows what they're going to look like. But yeah, that, that's a quality team. And then Mensa scores. Um, uh, against the old Atlanta, captain. Um, uh, which, you know, good for him. Uh, we're, we've been talking about essentially their differential. They are plus four. Um, they have the second fewest goals in the East, goals for 16 in 15 games. Uh, but they're tied with Seattle for the fewest goals allowed in the league with uh, with twelve. Um, so you I mean, I guess about, if you're not scoring goals, it's, you better uh, right keep them out of the net. So arguably, this is the best defensive team in the league with arguably the best keeper in the league. Um, so that's something to build on going forward. They Ooh. played fifteen; they're going to play thirty-four. And there's Can a you lot. really say he's the best keeper. Oh, I, I would. said I said arguably. 
Arguably, for sure. I thought he was. I mean, he finished top three last year in goalkeeper voting. He has his. I think he has. His he has his moments, moments but <laughs> honestly, with the defense, yeah. They well, have yeah, not I think been, the defense is better than the goalie, but I disagree. This oh, year, okay, mm-hmm. they have not been as dominant this year. Aloy Room has definitely helped mm-hmm. them get some points in the I would, stretch. I would tend to agree with that. He's been playing very well over the last month during the. Oh no, I'm not saying that. I right, just don't right, think he's. I, I think he sucks, I, but uh, no, I don't think been, he sucks. I'm just saying. I just you could score on him is all. No, of no. course, he's, he's a top five keeper in the league, baby. Oh yeah, yeah, right yeah. I'll give you top. Like yeah, like, I'll give you top um, five. But I mean, I just don't think he. There's a guy playing in Gold Cup right now. Is pretty. Yeah, good. yeah. Uh, no question about that. I, I hear what you're saying, yeah. Kyle. Um, but 16 goals allowed in 15 games yeah. uh, is a team thing, uh, and uh, uh, you have to point it out because uh, it, that is a building block for this team as they look forward to more than second, more than a half the season. Left. And, and on that note, too. Now they're getting guys back. Luis yeah. Diaz just came back after after Costa Rica's out. Right. I s- saw a change in kind of the rhetoric from Caleb Porter yesterday when we talked to him. Is I think now that he knows he has basically his entire group back. Jossie's the only one back. He's looking at this. Okay, we're halfway into the season. Now it's time that Kevin Molino's fully fit yeah. too. That's a huge yeah. part of this. They're not even halfway. Yeah. A, a couple games. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean. And they have a lot of more yeah, of, the, the home yeah, game stretch, it's, too. It's a good way to look at yeah. it. They could be in worse shape. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, you know, but uh, this is the time to get it rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To their credit, they, they're they not going backwards right, right now. But uh, they have lost. They they have left some points, you know. Absolutely. You know, Cincinnati, Austin, you know. The, sure. At the same time, yeah. they've lost one and ten. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I think they're in the in-between there. Yep. Uh, going back to Philly on the 23rd, that was at Philly, the defending supporters, shield holders. Um, played uh, well that game. Most yes, of, yeah. a one nothing loss. They played well. Uh, and since they're 2-0-4, and, and uh, they've won two of their last three, one of them on the road. So um, things are looking up. Let's sure. let's look ahead just a little bit as, as we come down the home stretch here, gentlemen. Um, uh, Friday... Uh, that's two days from now as we record again on Wednesday, the 28th. It's around uh, uh, 2.30 right now. Um, but Friday the 30th at New York City FC, that's in the Yankee Stadium, a 7.30 p.m. game. Jacob, what can you, he- heading into this one, um, can you just uh, a thumbnail what we have for an injury situation, uh, players available, what you think the lineup would look like, and, and uh, what Caleb Porter might do with his players? Yeah, I think the injury situation um, for, uh, I guess, second straight week now, which has not been the theme, is going to look pretty much the same. Artur, Aiden Morris, Josh Williams, Vito Wormhorn, Milton Valenzuela are going to be out. Josh might be mentioned as questionable, but Caleb Porter said that he would hopefully start to train at the end of this week and Vito next week. So that's moving in the right direction. Um, another guy who's playing well is Abubakar Karkata in, in place there at center back. He, he's looked very well. but So I expect him to start with Mensa. And you mentioned that, and, and we should say in light of, of what we just talked about, that uh, given their injuries and their Gold Cup call-ups, um, uh, they've, they've, uh, they've held the line, as it were. I'd say even more so. Yeah. I mean, nine points. I, I thought going 500... Two, two, and two, yeah. eight points would have been really good for this month. They got nine points right now. Yeah, so. if, and if not for Eli Room, you know they might be in might be in first place. I'm just kidding, <laughs> Kyle. Uh, as, speaking of the standings, and before we get to your lineups, yeah. uh, let me just interject here. Um, uh, we usually gloss over the standings, so I'll do it here. Revolution up top with 33 points. Nashville 26. Three Orlando with 25. Four Philadelphia with 24. They're a tiebreaker over the Crew with 24 and 15 games. 
crew has a game in hand on Philadelphia and New England at this point. Sixth place, New York City FC, so that adds a little spice to the upcoming game. Seventh place, Montreal with uh, 22 points. And then below the bar, D.C., Red Bulls, Atlanta, Toronto, Cincy, Chicago, and Miami. Um, so crew, um, the crew moved up uh, in their last few games. They, they were kind of they snuck up in the third for a few minutes there. Uh, they're basically tied for fourth, uh, but they have a game in hand. So um, in good shape. This is a, another uh, interesting game coming up against New York City FC for, for standing reasons, if, if nothing else. One of those tricky games, Kyle, uh, on that Ursatz uh, field in, in, in the house that uh, George Steinbrenner's sons built. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the number one thing is, was well, LRL get another free kick goal, right? <laughs> Set the record, <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, and, and get a third win yeah. against them. I, I, the way I look at this game is, to me, it's just it, it's a smaller field. So, uh, how you would like to use kind of Luis Diaz now back in the lineup, it's t- harder to get with. But you're on the road against a team you're right up against in the standings. Porter even admitted that two games they won against the run, which is accurate. Uh, just freaking go for yeah. it. Uh, so I, I expect Pedro Santos to start at left back instead of Waylon, where I think Waylon doesn't get um, enough ahead. Yeah. So like you can be more pinned back against a really good attacking team. I don't think they want to do that right. on the road. So maybe get the ball more in the attacking third, keep it up there. So Pedro Santos on the left, awful to start again on the right. Menson, Keita, then room and goal. Nagby and Marlon Hairston yeah. has been playing awesome. Keep playing him. And, and then I think wingers, you go Kevin Molino on the left, Diaz on the right, and then Lucas and probably Bradley Wright Phillips, who I would assume is good enough to start now. Now, what is, there's a, there's a team record for free kick goals um, that, that uh, is tied right now. I that, believe so. That, that's uh, Robert Warziha. I'm trying to think, I think in a single season. Yeah. 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 And I think, I thought Pipa had it with, Four okay. in a single season, okay. which Lucas has four currently. I so. And I think the league record is Giovinco six, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. uh, anyway. Or doesn't even have a record with everyone, most against one team, though. Uh, Jacob's going to Google yeah. it right now. Um, interesting. Uh, what are they going to do um, with the formation Jacob just talked about, Kyle? Uh, well, I think you, 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 you run your standard your standard one. You got majority of the people back you're going to run you know you know unless someone's hurt that we don't know about you you ran what you ran in the second half against Atlanta you know you you and you know unless there's I think that's di- right you know different what the four two three one. Oh yeah 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 but I'm saying like unless there's unless they have a different game plan that we don't know about you know but if you do see them doing the four four two then Luke, to me it's just Lucas, Lucas is healthy right, yeah. he'll probably yeah. start therefore you play your four two three one yeah, he's at he's at four, which is tied right. tied with Peeper right now. Okay, and I think but doesn't have the record I for think the most the, against one team and I, one. Well, geez, now you're getting weird. But I think <laughs> I need like a 15 minute pause to look up yeah. all this stuff. Higuain with the with the team record four now tied with uh, Lucas Celarayan, who I think um, after Giovinco and Beckham might be. Yeah. Well, he's one of the top three over the ball on a free kick that uh, MLS has, has seen. I mean, he's shown that in a very brief period of time. Starting in the bubble, ooh, ooh. 
Anyway, uh, after Friday at New York City FC, then Wednesday, August 4th, home versus Chicago. Gentlemen, I've gone through my agenda here as best I could. Do you have anything to add before we sign off? Just correcting the record. He has surpassed Federico Higuain for free kick goals in one season. Lucas has four. Pipa had three in one season. Mm. I thought Warzija figured into this, maybe for career. I always felt like Robert just he he blasted the ball where where Zilleron kind of has more of a the Polish the, right yeah yeah so well I still a better name though now it's tricky to be historical about this because uh, according to the Elias Sports Bureau from what I've looked up is uh, free kicks weren't always tracked in MLS it was something like. 2002, they started it, something like that. So there's a hole in the history, but the season record, Sebastian Givinko with six. The crew season record was held by people with three, since surpassed by Zella Ryan with his fourth. And Warzia had six in his crew career, and that is the standard for the for the black and gold. So there's that. And again, I just throw it right back to you guys. Uh, anything else to add before Patrick turns the lights out and hopefully the air conditioner on in here? No, just turn that air conditioner on. That's all we got here. For Patrick Flaherty, Kyle Robertson, and Jacob Myers, I'm Mike A-Race. Thanks for joining us. Check out all of Jacob's stuff, all of Kyle's wonderful photo galleries uh, at dispatch.com. That's it for this week. We'll talk to you again soon. Patrick, kick us out of here. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.